Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello. It is the big broadcast. We are live coast-to-coast. Coast. You can hold us online over there at JiggyJaguar.com. I, of course, am an embarrassment for the radio industry because I made some nasty comments about some random guy who's never going to do anything in the broadcast business who died recently in a comment section on Facebook. <laughs> but you do you, boo. We are going to go to the great Robert Spencer, who is going to join us here in just a few moments. And uh, we also will be joined by IQ Rizzoli and the great Don Mazzella as well. So we need to go get everybody in here. And if uh, you want to find us, go ahead and do so over there at JiggyJagwire.com. So let's do this. Let's find Robert Spencer, first of all, who was going to join us. Uh, lots of things happening with Robert Spencer. He has a brand new book and uh, lots of things going on as well. Jihad Watch is uh, the great Robert Spencer. So we are going to see if we can get the great Robert Spencer in here. And uh, we will find Don Mazzella as well. And uh, Robert apparently is not online. So... We are going to go grab Don Mazzella, who we chatted with supposedly two months ago, according to Skype, which is nonsense, because I think I just chatted with Don last week. <laughs> but I could be completely wrong on that. Who knows? We may have talked to him on the phone. Who knows what's going on? I think we did talk to him last week on the phone. So I think the person got... you are trying to reach is oh, currently unavailable. Okay, he's currently unavailable as well. So let's go see if I can rouse Don Mazella from the uh, from the annals of time. From the annals of time. Mm, annals of time. I don't know. We've we've got all sorts of things we're gonna do today. We've got to get Don Mazzella. Good in afternoon. Here, and I think we've got IQ Al Rizzoli as well. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you guys? Oh, we're fine. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good, actually. Let me see. Uh, I have got to. Let's see. Where is he? He's supposed to be with us today. So we're gonna make a call to our guest and see if I can get him. Is in Robert here. with you or not yet? Uh, no, I am in the process of getting him dialed in here, so we are going to hopefully have him join us via the old Skip Skype. The old skype rooney as they say. And, um, hopefully we can get him in here. If not, I'll, I guess I'll just he call him. He is usually very punctual. Let me call him on the telephone then and see if we can, uh... There he is. Get him that way. Let's see if that will work. Um, so IQ, 
I know. I can't make. I can't make. Yeah, like any like anyone would make nine one one phone calls from Skype. Why why does that need to be popping up on my uh, on my Skype? Uh, you want the technical explanation? I can give it to you, but it's, it's too long. It's too long. Yes. So uh, let's see if we can get Robert Spencer in here. We will call him on the phone. Are we, are we having him for half an hour or an hour? Uh, I believe he's here for a half hour. If I can get okay. him to connect with us, <laughs> tried to call him on Hello. the. Uh... Robert, he's can you hear us, my friend? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello, Robert. How are you? We tried to get you on Skype, and uh, it didn't take. So I decided I would call you on the phone. How are you, sir? Yeah. You know, I got to apologize. You were on my schedule a few days ago, and then the latest edition I got of the schedule, you were not on it. So I thought you were canceled. Oh, and I didn't have any way okay. to get to you anyway. There was no, uh, there was no information about connecting. Huh. So, uh, anyway, okay. Sorry about well, that. Well, do do you have time to to still do the interview or? Yeah, yeah, about a half hour, right? Yes, yes, about a half hour here. Yeah, sure. Should I go on Skype? That would be awesome if you could get on Skype. That would be perfect. I will uh, hang up with Terrific. you here. And uh, I already called you once on Skype, so you should have a call or two and just uh, okay, just terrific. get us back there, my friend. So we are going to get Robert Spencer back with us here in just a few moments. And uh, he is the director of Jihad Watch and the author of The Sumter Gambit, How the Left is Trying to Forment a Civil War. And uh, Don Mazzella joins us, also IQ Al Rizzoli. And um, so Don... Uh, Last week, did, did did you were teaching? Is that what you were doing last hey. week, my friend? Oh yeah, I gotta tell you, uh, uh, there's hope for the republic. You know, <laughs> there's hope for the republic. Well, no, you know That's the class. Great. These are high school students from around the country. Yes, and, you know they're anywhere from tomahawk hairdos to uh, Brooks Brothers suits. Okay. But, but I got to tell you, yeah, they're the cream of the crop, but it's a pleasure ta talking with them. They're eager, they're willing to listen, and what's more, their minds seem to be a little bit more open than some of the people we come across. <laughs> so there's, there's a, I only got to say there's hope for the republic. Um, uh, hear that, IQ? Uh, IQ. I'm so, glad, I'm so glad there is hope, honestly. <laughs> because I'm giving up. Hey, uh, well, you know, in three days is my birthday. I'll be 80. I know. I was preparing a shock for you. Now I can't prepare a shock. He preempted me. Well, that is the incredible uh, Don Mazzella. You don't look 80. Oh, thank uh, you. I but, sure hope you don't uh, feel 80. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do. Uh, listening to IQ, I really get a scare, but that's another story. <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> but the, but I, IQ, I tell you what, Don, if you see me, you'll be even more scared. So that's why I'm not on television or on Skype. But IQ, I sent you the, the, this email that I got the other day from this um, group, this uh uh, from this, uh, I don't know, mosque saying about the, they were going to have this event for peace. 
and I sent it to you. What did you think about it, IQ? Because you say it, uh, 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 it's all about uh, taking over the world, yet they're talking about peace. What do you say to that, IQ? They are talking garbage, for God's sake. They are in cuckoo land. Or <laughs> la -la -la. They are in but cuckoo land. Hello, Robert is with us. Robert is with us. The fantastic Robert Spencer joins me, IQ Al Rizzoli, and the fantastic Don Mazzella today as our uh, first guest here on our big program. And, uh, of course, Robert is fantastic. He is, he is the director of Jihad Watch. He is also the author of The Sumter Gambit, How the Left is Trying to Foment a Civil War. And he joins us today here via the magic of the old skip Skype. And uh, so, Robert, yeah. talk to us, first of Wait all, about second. this he's book. He's even dressed up for the occasion. He even I dressed up. I'm glad he's here. He's <laughs> Always. T t tell us about this book, Robert. You've got this incredible book here, my friend. Yeah, this is a book about how the left is trying to foment a civil war. As you said, it is showing that what is going on in America today with the January 6th business, with Biden's speech last September where he said Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent a threat to the very foundation of the republic, and with a number of other things that I discuss in the book, what is happening is no less than the left is trying to push patriots into a situation that they can exploit. We saw this again this past week with all the talk about Trump being arrested and barricades going up in New York City because they were not just expecting, they were hoping for riots in New York if Trump were arrested because then they can use that to stigmatize opposition, to silence their opponents, to ultimately criminalize opposition. The people who are on the left in America today are totalitarians. They do not believe in the freedom of speech. They do not believe in free expression. They want to shut down dissent, and they are trying to push the right into doing something they can use to do that. The whole January 6th business is, is, is an attempt to do that, but it's not working out the way they expected, so they got to do it again. Can I jump in here, right? How do you say it's not uh, uh, coming out the way they expected it? It seems to me... But they, they have created a, a, a narrative which has stigmatized January 6th as, as an uprising. What, uh, what do you say that they didn't succeed? Uh, that's, uh, I'm here, I'm glad, but I'm, I'm curious. Well, I think that it's no accident, no coincidence, that Tucker Carlson aired just one. He promised many more, but obviously they stopped him at Fox. But he did; he was able to put out one video that showed the whole thing was a hoax. The guy who, the, the policeman who was supposed to have been killed by the supposed insurrectionists is walking around fine. Uh, the guy who was supposed to be a leader of the insurrection is being escorted around by the cops. The whole video that Carlson showed explodes the January 6th insurrection narrative. So I don't think it's any accident that right after that we started hearing about Trump's going to be arrested and the barricades go up in New York because that first Reichstag fire didn't work out. Now people, they're probably, I'm sure, there are millions of people who still believe it, but there are also millions who realize it's a hoax. 
And so they're going to try something else to portray their political, their legitimate and loyal, loyal opposition, their lawful political opponents as traitors and insurrectionists. And so if it doesn't happen with Trump's arrest, it'll happen with something else. You're absolutely right about that. I'm, I'm just concerned that uh, I don't think they've been as effective at uh, uh, dismissing this narrative that they've put out there. I, I only want to give you one example. I taught a class last week um, of high school students from around the country. And when I asked them their perception of January 6th, they all, it was most of the people, only three or four of, of the 60 odd people in the room called it anything but a resurrection, uh, uh, insurrection. Uh, what worries me is your message is not getting through. Uh, and, and, and I'd like to explore that further with you, if you don't mind. And, and just sure. tell I have to explain. I'm not saying nobody believes January 6th anymore. It's been a very effective propaganda campaign. And when you're talking to high school students, of course, you're dealing with people who are not so experienced, not so knowledgeable, maybe naive, and so they're going to buy what they've been told. At the same time, it's not going to be so easy, especially after these revelations, to continue the legal campaign. You know, there's already been motions to let the guy with the Viking horns out of prison and vacate his conviction on the basis of the new evidence. And there's likely to be more of that kind of thing. And so the basis, the foundation for the insurrection that would lead to the criminalization of the opposition. There's interference. Robert, yeah. can you can can you hear us, my friend? Yeah, there, really there we are. To have died down now. Uh, it sounded like a train going through. <laughs> Dawn, go go go, go ahead and in the court of public opinion, yeah, it's still it's still working, and it has worked, and it will work. There's no doubt about that. But there's more to it than that. Is also the legal aspects of it have been dealt a big blow, and so I think that they felt the need to reinforce it by creating another insurrection incident. And they were hoping that Trump's arrest would be that. But now that looks like it's in tatters. So there'll be something else coming down the pike soon. You're right on about everything you're saying. My question is, how do, you, how do we prevent it or how do we stop it? The only thing I know to do is to try to keep getting the word out so that people like your high school students there that you were talking to and the general public, they are increasingly aware of how they're being manipulated and not told the truth. And this is a long-term effort. Now, we may not have the long term. I understand that. But there's nothing we can do but fight and continue to fight until we have no other choice but to... Uh, uh, go along or until final victory. But the uh, general public is increasingly aware that the establishment media is just a propaganda arm for the left. Trust in the media is lower than it's ever been. You're right. And so that's a very hopeful sign that their propaganda is not getting through or is not convincing. 
And so there's hope on that basis. Now, whether the success of their propaganda will outrun the awareness, the growing awareness of the people, or whether the growing awareness of the people will ultimately defeat their propaganda, we don't know. But the only thing we can do is keep fighting for that outcome that the public awareness becomes such that they cannot continue with all these lies and deceptions and false flags. Can you tell us more about your book? Yeah, The Sumter Gambit, the, uh, the title is based on Fort Sumter, where, of course, the Civil War started in 1861. And the idea is that the left is trying to provoke a moment like that. When the South fired on Fort Sumter to start the war, they're trying to start another one. And it will be used as a pretext to crack down, just like January 6th became the pretext for Joe Biden to say last September, and this is all in the book as well, that the, uh, found the foundations of the republic are threatened by the MAGA Republicans. And people should realize that even though it's March now, and nothing much has happened since then, that was an extraordinarily important and extraordinarily dangerous statement and there's going to be another shoe dropping. And the other shoe dropping will be in the form of the criminalization of the MAGA Republicans and Donald Trump. And this is what the arrest is all about, that they're trying to portray him as a criminal. And once they portray him as a criminal, then the next step is to portray his movement as an outlaw movement. And then people are going to be in prison just for voting for him just for supporting America first policies, just for dissenting from the left's cultural agenda, and so on. That's the idea, to create a one-party state, a, uh, one, a unitary system where no dissent is allowed. And we are on the way. It's happening in America today. And the only, like I say, the only thing I know to do to try to stop it is to raise awareness. The Sumter Gambit book is designed to show how all the various uh, uh, the various initiatives of the left, the cultural business with the drag queens in the schools and the transgender and all that, it goes together. It's not a separate thing from the insurrection hoax, the Russian collusion hoax, the classified documents raid on Trump's house and all that. It's all designed to marginalize and ultimately destroy the opposition. And one of the ways you do that is to destroy all the loyalties that people might have other than to the state. And so you destroy the family by filling people's heads with this nonsense about that they're really the opposite sex and so on. And then they, they become alienated from their family, they become dependent on pharmaceuticals, they mutilate themselves, whatever, and they end up being having no other loyalty but to the state. And that's the idea. Hmm. And all of things converge on that, that it's part of a totalitarian agenda to eliminate all other loyalties. Hmm. IQ, don't you want to jump in there? <laughs> well, considering what he said is true, uh, there's nothing to discuss, honestly, but it's, what amazes me is that there are 250 million firearms owned by American citizens. Why are they sitting on them? If, they, if the opposition wants an insurrection, I promise you they can obliterate all of the Democrat Party. I know it's a bloodthirsty idea, 
But honestly, we are coming to that point, by the way. If I were an American citizen, sorry, Robert, go on. No, because if I were an American citizen and I'm a patriot, I would definitely take arms and I would definitely kill those who are trying to suppress my freedom. I would do it. I would not even hesitate about it. There's several things about that. In the first place, I'm not advocating any kind of violent or illegal action. I am only pointing out the situation in the country today. The reason why that's not happening today is because most people still don't know that their freedoms are being so severely threatened. Most people are going about their business. They still have jobs. They still have cars. They still have a house. They do not realize how bad things have gotten. Now, I'm not advocating for some kind of violent revolution. I am saying that the way that the left is behaving, this may come. But patriots should not be complacent. If it were to come, and I do not want it to come, it's not going to be so easy as all that. I've heard lots of patriot, patriots say, well, you know, we have all the guns, and they're a bunch of soy boys who think they're women. It's, it's not going to be an ev- a, a, a difficult thing to defeat them. But they have the, the government. They have the military. They have, for the most part, the police. And you can say the guys in the military and the police, they're, they're mostly patriots. They're on our side. That is true. But there are also quite a lot of people in the, in the military and the police who are just going to follow orders. And they're going to do whatever they're told. And they will not hesitate if they're told that they're these dangerous insurrectionists in the United States, they will not hesitate to fight against their own people. And so it might not be so easy. And like I say, I am not advocating for that. I do believe there is still hope to turn the ship around and to stop all this before it were to come to any kind of violence. Well, okay. Uh, do you think that President Biden's um, decision to uh, um, uh, lower, uh, eliminate the student debt and now, uh, uh, in effect, doing away with the, the uh, federal deposit insurance company and saying anybody that banks is going to be paid off. Do you think that's another uh, step in that direction? Yeah. Uh, In the first place, he's just trying to buy support, and it'll probably work to a tremendous degree. Uh, He has very low approval ratings, but it's worked for the Democrats since 1932. (laughs) You know, the whole welfare system is just a means for the Democrats to buy support. And the great society of Lyndon Johnson that expanded the welfare system to create a permanent dependent class on the government was designed to create a permanent class that would always vote Democrat to keep the gravy train going. And it's the same thing now. This is what he's doing with the student loans and all the rest of it. And the, uh, the, It's kind of a game of chicken, though, because at a certain point, he will have bled the producers so dry that they won't be able to continue to support the gravy train that he is uh, captaining, engineering. And so at that point, 
the whole thing could collapse. And that also is a lot closer than a lot of people realize. But it, it seems as if the Democrats are playing chicken with economic reality, with political reality. They're just playing with fire in all kinds of ways. Uh, apparently just assuming that the peaceful society, relatively peaceful society that Americans have enjoyed for all these decades now is going to continue indefinitely and just happens by magic and can't ever be threatened by anyone. <laughs> this is the way they're behaving. Boy, this guy's good. <laughs> that is awesome. It is Don Mazzella, IQ Al-Rizzoli, uh, Robert Spencer. No. Go ahead, Don. <laughs> You really articulated the, the the way a lot of people see this in this world, in, in this country. You you know, I, I know I'm going to go out and get your book now. I mean, I just have to. Um, IQ, keep John. I, no, no, uh, honestly, listen, listen. What Robert has, is saying is, has, I've been saying it, and you, you said many times I'm scaring you. <laughs> Robert should scare you even more than I am. Wow. <laughs> because the reality is, the attack by the left is on four or five different lines of attack on the social system, on the legal system, on the military system, on the psychological system, and on the propaganda system. There's nothing left. They have touched everything, abused everything, and America is, down, go, is going downhill. I've been telling you, I, 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 I have very good contacts in the Middle East. Not one person I deal with in Asia and the Middle East has any respect for America today. Not one. No. Not one. I mean, I, they seem to know more about what's happening in America than 40% of the Americans who are brain dead. <laughs> and they are brain dead, by the way. 40% certified brain dead. They would not change. Scary. It's scary. What can I tell you? And Robert has been on the war path, not only on this, on Islam, for I think over 20 years now? Yeah, more than Over that. 20 years. But let me, ask you, let me ask you a question. Who do you think is behind this? Where do you think the nexus of, of, the, of this drive is coming from? Well, you know, I wish I knew the answer to that. I, I, mean, I wish I did too. Everybody always points to George Soros, and there's no doubt George Soros is is a very interesting guy. He he seems to have unlimited money. Try to find out how he makes money. It's very hard to do, but it just seems to pour in. He has an unlimited amount, and he gives it in virtually unlimited amounts to a variety of leftist groups, many of which he has overseen the founding of. And... You know, I'll never forget, there's a very interesting interview. You can find it readily online, and nobody talks about this. You hear people talking about Soros all the time and how he's funding DAs all over the country and the DAs are relaxing the laws so that criminals aren't prosecuted and they're out running on the streets and they go into stores and just put stuff in bags and walk out and nobody does a thing and the whole society seems to be breaking down and it's all because of these DAs that Soros oversaw the selection or election of. So in the 90s, he's being interviewed. And he says, I used to have, I, I don't want to misquote this, 
if you will indulge me for a minute, <laughs> I got to find it because this is the most extraordinary interview and the most extraordinary statement. And I hope that I, I, I won't uh, try your patience if I can't find it right away. Here it is. I do believe that I've got it. You've got um, our attention. He said, this is 1993, and he's being interviewed in The Independent, the leftist UK paper, and this is what he said. Here's the quote. It is a sort of disease when you consider yourself some kind of God, the creator of everything. But I, I feel comfortable about it now since I began to live it out. Did you hear living that? Living it as a God, yes. One more time. It is a sort of disease when you consider yourself some kind of God, the creator of everything. But I feel comfortable about it now since I began to live it out. Now, maybe he was just making some kind of joke. And maybe it's some joke, some kind of European joke that as an American I don't get. But I do think there's a whole lot in this statement that he's saying... He's begun to live out in We have got Robert Spencer with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. So, Robert, that that is just insane that he just, as, as, as they say now, he's saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah. How, how does it, <laughs> what does he mean he began to live it out? How do you live out being a god? Well, if you have limited money, like he does, then maybe you begin to try to manipulate events and move them in the direction that you wish. And so, you know, I don't know if he's really behind all this and he's really making all this happen, but it does seem as if he's pouring massive amounts of money into forces that are destructive to freedom and against the United States as a yeah, it is. It is just. It is. It is insane. That <laughs> there's some plane that comes through your your office, huh? I don't know what is going on. <laughs> I don't hear any of that. That is amazing. That 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 is that is going on here. But Robert, I I know that we are up against the clock because I know that you've got other other interviews you've got to get to. Before we let you go, how do we get your books and get involved with what you're doing online, my friend? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm at jihadwatch.org. Still tracking jihad after all these years. You might think a lot of people think jihad is all over. Uh, but it is very active. They are more active than ever in Africa, expanding operations in Europe, and they haven't forgotten about the United States. Unfortunately, we will hear from them again. But uh, also, the Sumter Gambit is available at Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, wherever fine books are sold. And I have 25 other books that you can get, including the Critical Quran, a new translation with commentary of the Quran, uh, the history of jihad. There's no other history of jihad out there, and it'll curl your hair, I tell you. And uh, many, many others. But uh, in any case, jihadwatch.org and jihadwatchrs on Twitter. Well, fantastic. Well, Robert, thanks for doing this, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Good luck with the book. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Great to see you, gentlemen. Have a good evening. It.
There he goes, the fantastic Robert Spencer. And uh, he joins us today here on our big program. So, Don, what what what, what did you think of uh, Robert Spencer? <laughs> Great. Uh, uh, IQ must really love him. But, no, he's, he's really put a lot of things in perspective. I just want to point out one thing. In today's New York Times, I know you, it's your favorite newspaper, <laughs> um, there's a story about uh, in Michigan they're, they're repealing the right uh, to vote, uh, right to uh, work rule. But the New York Times calls it the so-called right to work law as if it was something that, uh, you know, doesn't exist. But it still exists in 22 other states. But uh, just going to prove all of our institutions that, that uh, you and I grew up with are being slowly eroded. But, and, and Robert just, he really put his finger on it. Really good. Uh, uh, what else can I say? IQ must be charling over there, everything he said. <laughs> no, no, honestly, look. The guy has written more books about Islam than any other human being on the planet. And he approached it from different points of view, on different subjects, and he's spot on. Not only spot on, he's like me. He backs it up with verses, with references from the Quran. So you can't say he is taking it out of context or he's misleading you. Impossible. It cannot be done. It cannot be done. I'm going to send you an article, you and Don. Okay. The most devastating article about Islam. The question is, will you have the backbone to publish it? Oh, I'll put it on the website. I'll put it on the web. I'll put it on the website, and I will tweet it, and I will do all the stuff I that I usually it, I do with your stuff. Okay, let me write it, read it first before you put it on, so, yes, yes, so I can change the lead. He always buries the lead in the, in the third or fourth paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> I that's, to... that's a newsman for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. By the way, he actually don't actually picks the right one in the whole of the uh, speech that I'm writing. And unfortunately, as he said, it's either in the middle or in the end. It's at the beginning. Anyway, we'll do that. I, I but, love the uh, fact I love the fact that Don used the term "bury the lead," which I haven't heard in 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 a long time. I think that's hey, that's what, phenomenal. What can I say? <laughs> so, Don, what what did you think of this uh, this all this stuff where people are just excited that Trump may get arrested? <laughs> you, you know, uh, uh, I only have one really good contact left in Washington. And you know the Democrat, the the last thing in the world the Democrats want is for, for Trump to be disqualified for running for president. You know, the, the, and they're sitting there with this guy, and, and I won't dignify his name. The the New York DA, you you know, he is dying to be the first man in history to indict an ex-president. I have been told yeah. by. Uh, by people um, in New York City in the press corps, that this guy, uh, they, the Democrats have come down from the White House, told him not to do it, and he just just told them to do it. Now, uh, you know, Robert is saying uh, they're hoping for resurrection, uh, and uh, you know, uh, 
no one's going to go out in the streets and riot because someone got indicted. Because we all know the courts right now is uh, uh, any the best that money can buy, you know. Um, and th- th- there's not a chance in hell that um, Trump will ultimately go to jail over this issue. And by the way, you, as uh, I forget where I read it, he's being accused of paying off someone uh, for not telling his wife that he had that he he uh, cheated on her. That's in effect what he's what this whole case but is about. But done, He didn't pay. The lawyer paid, and he never paid the lawyer. Uh, I, so I, there is nothing <laughs> to criminalizing him. Yeah. Oh, but, Thank you. Yeah, and here yeah, I'm an yeah. outsider, 5,000 miles away, and I know more about the law and the case than the DA in bloody New York. But all this is about the fact that somebody went to, that a guy cheated on his wife. Well, well, that comes to the fact that you have no justice system. Repeat it again. You have no justice system in the United States of America. You are a banana republic when it comes to so-called justice system. You are not different from Saddam Hussein. None. uh, There's a joke for when uh, 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 Joe Namath was quarterbacking the the, uh, New York Jets. The guy said, uh, uh, one guy asked the other, since when have you wear silk stockings? Since my wife found a pair in my glove compartment. <laughs> but, but what I'm getting at, you know, that's a gem. I have to tell you that that's. I hate to tell you how old that joke is, but but the point I'm trying to it's make great, is, uh, 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 you know, husbands cheat on their wives. It's yeah. a fact of life. I, uh, you you know the old saw. Wife says, "What I don't know." Uh, uh, won't hurt me. What I do know will kill you. But that's the other one. You know, think about it. Uh, and that was told to me by a, a woman who a husband was cheating on her. But anyway, uh, you know, let's go on to a different subject because uh, uh, what can I say? The, the guy, the DA is being stupid. He's a Harvard graduate. Which kind of brings down the, uh, the the quality of Harvard graduates, um, because it's it's a dumb thing to do. But if you notice, all of a sudden the grand jury, if you uh, read the news today, has postponed its uh, actions until next week. You know somebody's putting pressure on them. But so, Don, what yes. Donald Trump did, because he's a showman. He put it on the internet before the DA wanted to arrest him. So he preempted him. He broke his bloody neck, literally broke his neck. Now he will have to find another way at another time to find a grand jury, even if he found a grand jury. Trump did not pay $130,000 to the whore. That's it, simple, (laughs) done. Well, the point is, uh, uh, he's trying. Because he really wants to be the first man to indict an ex-president. Well, all right. Oh, he can try. But is that justice? I don't know. Yeah. Every, hey. every, legal, every legal person I'm reading about, Turley and Dershowitz and all the others, they say, this guy is a schmuck. And he is a schmuck. 
But you know the other side of it, uh, that the, the old lawyer's statement, you can get a grand jury to indict a ham sandwich. Have you ever yes. heard that? Yes, yes, yes. Have you ever heard that one? Yes. So, uh, you know, but there's a lot of other subjects we could talk about that are uh, uh, China's uh, uh, emergence as, I love it, they, they have a peace plan for uh, for the Ukraine. You you see that IQ? Yes. What was it? I can't remember. <laughs> what peace <Well>, plan? <laughs> Look, the only way the Ukraine end, the, the war in Ukraine will end, is Russia to keep the Crimea. It will keep the eastern part, and that's the end of it. Full stop. Otherwise, it will continue to bleed both countries, and it will bleed America and Europe even more. Well, the worst thing um, is that you, did you see that Poland said that uh, it may have to go to uh, send uh, some of its units to Ukraine? I don't know if you saw that little item. That no. is a dangerous president. No, you said, the what, president what, what, of uh, Poland said that uh, if the war continues much longer, he may have to send units to help the Ukraine, the Ukrainians. Well, they do that, then that NATO includes, is inside, that means a nuclear war. Yes. yes, yes. Okay, hey, listen, it's about time, I think. The culling period, you remember? You know what culling is? Culling is to kill animals when they overflow yep. in numbers. Yeah. It's a culling t time now. But who, no, who really. Get who we get our, culled? Who we get um, slaughtered? The Russians or the Ukrainians? This war was started by NATO. I don't give a damn what anybody says. I really couldn't give a rat's ass what anybody said. It started by NATO. They goaded Ukraine to start the problem. Why? Because, look, you have to test your armaments. You have to test your weapons. And you have to produce more armaments and more weapons. How can you do that without war? Impossible. The Iraq war, by the way, the Iraq war wasn't about nuclear weapons and mass destruction. It was to test all the latest weapons that the Americans and the Europeans produced. And they did a fantastic job. They tested every single one of them. Uh, I, hate, uh, I hate to disagree with you. In this case, I was, I, like Charlie, I was there, okay? <laughs> uh, you, you know, um, I, I'm sorry. That, that's, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's an old saying, a Monday morning quarterback never lost a, war, uh, a game. But, uh, you know, everybody's got these various other um, uh, things they say. But, uh, but uh, the Iraqi war, I'm sorry, that was not. If you had let if you had let Hussein stay um, stay where he, he did, uh, we, it, it would not be. A, uh, I I I don't want to go. No no no, yeah. John, don't don't listen. You're missing the point here. Saddam Hussein became a megalomaniac. He became so arrogant. He honestly believed he is invincible. He believed that. There's no question he believed that. So does Putin. Yes, yes, yes. But Putin has nuclear weapons. 
Saddam did it, by the way, the only reason Saddam didn't have any nuclear weapons, the bloody Israelis destroyed his nuclear reactor seven years earlier. And they were condemned for it. Mm. Had he had he ad- achieved nuclear parity, nobody would have touched him. Nobody would have dared touch him. <laughs> but this is what happens in politics. I, I, I sw- a, a whorehouse has got more honor than politicians. <laughs> 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 well, at least they're more honest. <laughs> at least you, they're more honest. That's fantastic. You, you really should agree with me. Well, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. No, no, I'm talking about the whorehouse and the politicians. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. A whore knows what she is. Uh, a politician uh, will never admit. Pretend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But, but let, let me uh, ask you a question, IQ. The, the Iran-Saudi uh, Arabian uh, agreement, what do, you, what, what do you think it really means? Well, it really means if they keep to it, it's a fantastic achievement by the Chinese government. But the question is, will Iran stop supplying weapons to the Houthis of the Yemen? If they do that and they stop aggravation against Saudi Arabia, okay, then you have some kind of a uh, coexistence, not peace, coexistence. But whether it will continue for a long period of time, I have no idea. I don't think so. Muslims always cheat on each other, especially Shia against Sunnah. I mean, this is a fact of life for 1400 years. They never made peace. They never made peace in 1400 years, for God's sake. But all of a sudden they have peace now? No, they won't. You know, the followers of Muhammad, except for the first one, all of them were murdered in the mosque. Every single one of them were murdered in the mosque. Why in the mosque? Because in the mosque they are not armed except the one who is going to kill them. That's it. That's what will happen. But IQ, let me ask you this question. Uh, um, Four days after Saudi Arabia signed uh, the agreement, it it, it spent uh, $3 billion on American planes. What do you... uh, How do you... Look, look. You have to be realistic. Just because you signed with your enemy doesn't mean you don't get ready. Well, no, these, these are domestic planes. These are the, uh, uh, the, the order for the Boeing 747, of uh, uh, 787. No, they, they signed a $3 billion contract uh, over the French, um, uh, the French plane for Boeing. Uh, four days afterwards, uh, you know, the two things are, are interesting. They don't add up. I agree with you. We don't know what happened between the two. We have no idea. Honestly, we have no idea. We have no idea. It's not impossible that the Saudis um, had a chat with the, the Biden administration and they came to a, an agreement of some kind. I have no idea. But what the Chinese achieved was amazing, absolutely amazing. It means they are now in the Middle East, big way. Hmm. Russia is in the Middle East, big way. And the in the Syrian government now wants more Russian troops in Syria, and they will give Putin more uh, sea uh, ports for his uh, troops, for his navy. 
Well, I'm reading a a book um, that was uh, uh, written in 1959 called The Last Babylon, which um, um, postulates a a nuclear war, which starts because uh, of an incident in uh, the Syrian port of Haifa, am I pronouncing it? No, Haifa is in Israel. No, not Haifa. The Israeli, the Syrian port, whichever it is. Latakia. Latakia. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay. But uh, that's why you're on the program. Make sure I I say things right. Uh, uh, But the point I'm making, it it seems that now from 1959 when this book was written to now, nothing's changed. We got the Russians in Syria. We had the Russians then. We got the Russians now. We have now the Chinese, and uh, what do you think is going to happen, IQ? Well, the latest reports coming from the Middle East, had it not been for the upheaval now with Netanyahu and the new government, Israel would have attacked Iran by now. They would have attacked Iran by now. Because Iran now on on 84%. Uh, uh, they have upgraded the nuclear from 3%, 5% to 84% purity, which is no, a nuclear uh, capability. Hmm. Uh, even according to the Americans, Iran is now only a few weeks, if not a few days, capable from creating a bomb. That's it. But what, what would they do with the bomb? Ah, that's the twenty-four billion question dollar. Now they said, according to them, they will nuke Israel. That's what they will do with the bomb. Now, why would they do that? Because to create world war of Armageddon, to bring the missing or the sleeping Imam, the twelfth Imam, so that Islam, Sharia Islam under the Shia Islam, will dominate the whole world. You need to have a nuclear war with everybody involved. It's called, you know, the, it's called the Armageddon, time, end of time. You can laugh and you can dismiss it as a joke. It's not a joke. They honestly, truly believe as a religious group that only a nuclear war, a war of catastrophe, would bring the Imam of Shia Islam to life to dominate the whole world. They'll do it. Well, let me ask you this question. Um, it seems, uh, if what, what I'm reading, and again, if I'm not as close as you, it seems that, the, the, that there's a middle class and a, an underclass building in, in Iran, which it seems to be pulling away from the... Uh, um, uh, heavy fear, fear of Islamic rule. Uh, do you think that they, they can exert enough influence to stop it? No. Look, not everybody in China of a hundred, of one and a half, one, one billion under when it was the Mao Zedong, 900 million. Not all of them were yeah. communists. It didn't make any difference. If 100,000 had the guns, that's it. There are 100,000 rule of the world. Not everybody in Germany were Nazis. 
But it didn't make any difference. They keep telling you that it's only a minority of Islam are jihadis. But the jihadis have got the guns. They terrorize the others. So the silent majority is silent. So it's irrelevant. You the, reason, the reason the Ayatollahs are in power is not because the Iranians cannot overthrow them only. It's because the West supports them. The West supports the Ayatollahs. The Iranians are supported by the, the European Union and by America. Why are they talking to them? What are they talking about? With the Ayatollahs, tell me. In the meantime, they are upgrading to a nuclear weapon and they're talking to them. To talk to them about what? In a few weeks, they will have an atom bomb. And then talk about what? They give it up? You're self-destructing. We are self-destructing. Western civilization, or so-called, we, we are called Western, the, the Judeo-Christian civilization is self-destructing in plain sight. In plain sight. Uh, militarily, politically, socially, morally, in every direction self-destructing. They're celebrating in London now Eid Mubarak for uh, Ramadan of the Islam with light. With light like Christmas. Why? Why would you do that? No Muslim country allows you to celebrate Christmas. No. So why do you, why are we allowing it? Are you, tell me, please, I want to know. I, could, I, I, I don't know an answer to that. Well, there is the answer, self-destruction. When you allow your own enemy to dominate you, in your own home, what do you call it? I have no idea. I have a very good idea. Suicide. Okay. There is All that. Look. Well, let's, let's talk about a happier subject. <laughs> Can you find a happy subject, please? Megan and Prince, Prince Charles, so, you know, oh, something God, happier. Come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> that is awesome. No, you're right, IQ, but I'd like to, you'd like to leave the program with a happier... happier I, I would love it, I swear to you. Show me a subject we can talk about, please. <laughs> Oh, Come on. Talk about Jiggy and uh, we can talk about Jiggy. He's a happy subject. I I am a happy subject. I I I uh I have been uh you know every once in a while we get comments on our uh, videos that we upload to the various places Rumble and BitChute and, and and all of these places and uh you know a, a lot of times people will will make comments about IQ about how he's right or you know various things and then people will leave some strange comments about me um apparently uh you know uh, 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 apparently i'm not well liked on the internet <laughs> i know it's why shocking wait 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 there must be a reason why is that i don't know i don't know what it is <laughs> but uh well, I guess as we wrap up here, we've got a couple minutes before we've uh, before we've got to go. Let's start with uh, with Dawn. Uh, bring us up to speed on on some of your projects, my friend, and everything that you've got going on. Well, we don't have a 
uh, what, what can I say? When you know, uh, uh, publishing is a slow business when it comes to books. Yes. And I'm just sitting out there, uh, but uh, uh, I'm working on the set, the second volume of my mystery series. Uh, uh, I can't tell you anymore until I have the definite dates. But you know about two SB Digest www. Uh, hashtag two SB Digest. Um, the uh, and the thing of the hyphen National Robotics Education Foundation uh, dot org. Uh, please go on there. You will see a lot of stuff about what our kids are doing, what our our nation is doing. You know, um, IQ. You write about a lot, but you know, we still are uh, the nation that still seems to be um, generating many of the new ideas still coming out into the world. Um, and, and that's something that still seems to be happening. But, uh, and what happens if, if we go dark? What will the world, what will happen to the world? It will be darker, believe me. There's no question. America for the last 70, 80 years has been a light unto the, unto the world. Not, with all your mistakes. With all, can you imagine... After 1945, you could have taken any country on earth and subjugated, <laughs> including the Soviet Union, including China. You had atom bombs, but you didn't abuse it. You created Japan, an enemy. You created Germany, an enemy. You created Korea. I mean, what else? Who in history made the people they conquered richer than them? America. Only America. And what's happened? They bite our hand. Listen, it's better they bite your hand than start a war and exterminate each other. Hmm. But they're really not biting your hand. They're abusing it. The question is, why did the previous uh, president prior to Donald Trump allow it? He said no. You have to pay your own share. Everybody laughed at him. They accused him of being uh, extremist. No, he's not extremist. He's a businessman. Hmm. America to him is a business deal. You want our protection? Yes, fine. But pay for it too. Not only they didn't pay, they didn't even increase the percentage of the armament that they have to produce for their own country. They saved money. America spent the money. You are $31.3 trillion in debt. Trillion. Who's going to pay for it? Idiot Americans, your children and your grandchildren, you idiots. <laughs> and you still are idiots. Because you still, 40% of you are brain dead who will elect Biden without batting an eyelid. IQ, I said, let's leave with a happy note. <laughs> ah, yes, okay. Happy note. God willing, we'll meet in good health next Thursday. Yes. Wait, wait. Can I just tell you one story about the Marshall Plan? Go ahead. Go, Go ahead, my friend. That's where we'll leave it today. Go you ahead. Know, you know, the, the only Democratic president I think I'd ever vote for is Harry Truman. You know, and uh, Harry Truman and uh, George Marshall came up with the idea of the Marshall Plan. So um, this is a true story. So Truman's uh, chief aide said, well, we're going to call it the Truman Plan. 
And, and Harry said, uh, no, if, um, if I sent that up to the hill, it would die with my name on it. But if I sent it up the hill with Marshall's name on it, every conservative uh, senator will vote for it. So yep. that's, and his thing is, uh, you can accomplish anything if you don't, don't expect to get credit for it. And so and he and, did. And he, uh, and he did. Yeah. That's, that's a true story. And anyway. Truman was right. Yes. Yes. But Truman was a true president. He yes. used to pay for his own stamps. Mm. He used to pay for his own stamps. Now they steal from the American <laughs> people. Yeah. But you know what I learned from you know that he he could read Latin because when he went to high school they taught Latin. Who? Truman. Truman could read Latin. I didn't know that. Honestly, I didn't know that. Well, uh, I, it's a true story. It's true. He could. No, very interesting. Hmm. Uh, uh, the more I read about him, you know. Um, uh, anyway, uh, let's leave that on a happy note. Hey, I that's think. a good one. I like that. <laughs> well, like, I'm going to double check it, though. I'm going to double check. I'm going to double check it, though. <laughs> have a good Damn. evening. Take care. Hey, I got I have it on a good authority. Believe me. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, I will talk to you guys next week. That goes uh our program, IQ Al Rizzoli, Don Mazzella, and uh we will see you next week here on our big program. And uh if you're joining us on the stream, thank you. If you're just uh if you're just hanging out in the ether, thank you as well. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.